Welcome to She's a DPM, a platform for women to share their experiences, knowledge, and insights on cultivating a life in and outside the field of podiatric medicine and surgery. Welcome back, everybody, to She's a DPM. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Oxman, and I have special guest today, Dr. Lisa Grant, and returning guest, Dr. Kelsey Milanic. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm excited to have you both on here. And before we get into what the special event in is, uh, would you mind going into a little bit about yourself? I'm Lisa Grant. Um, I'm currently in practice in Virginia Beach. Um, and I was actually born and raised in this town, uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And um, I went to all the way from elementary school to through college uh, within the same town, lived at home um, and the whole, the whole shooting match. And while I was an undergrad, I started, uh, an interest in, in bio. At first it was, it was actually classics major. I really wanted to kind of study the classics and learn Latin and blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to be like, a girl. uh, you know, then you kind of change your mind because you're 20 and you don't know what the heck you're doing. And you're, parents tell you that you got to get a job someday. So I started um, taking bio classes and I started working in my dad's office uh, for extra money because, you know, those unpaid internships weren't, weren't helping me at all. Um, and I fell in love with podiatry, uh, but I was still in a lot of denial. So I kind of thought that I would go the science route, like pure science route. And I thought I would work in a lab and do God knows what. Um, you know, it was just kind of naive. Thought maybe I'd move to Germany or something, you know, and work, work in proteonomics or something. Um, and that was just really naive. I think it just came down to the summer uh, that I had graduated. I kind of had no idea what I was doing or what I was gonna do. And my dad said, oh, well, why don't you think about medicine? And so he made me go and like work with all these people. Like I did urology, I shadowed this urologist and saw some of the scariest things I've ever seen. <laughs> vascular and like all this stuff. And I was like, no, no, no. And I had worked in this podiatry office for so long. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I could do this. Yeah, I could do this. So I was actually the last interviewing class. And I think it was like three weeks before the podiatry thing started or whatever, you know, like the yeah. July or something. And I was <laughs> interviewing and I was like, whatever, you know, if, I, if it happens, it happens. And it happened, figure out like what I was going to do. So I like, moved to a, an apartment right outside, like right next to the airport. It was horrible. Anyways, long story short, it was kind of the best thing ever. And I like kind of fell into it and I didn't know that it was going to be so good, but it ended up being great. So then I um, finished school and did the whole extern thing and ended up at West Penn. And I stayed there for three years and finished that out and then went to Tacoma and met you guys. And that was probably like the highlight of my um, training. Uh, but I always kind of credit Hutch for like bringing me back to life. Like in residency, you know, like it's just like, it's just doldrums. Like you get into a routine and it, everything kind of feels, it feels really serious, but at the same time, just like kind of mind numbing at the amount of work that you're doing. And you forget the pleasure of what you're doing. It's like you lose focus or track of what really inspires you or what really gets you going. It's more about getting the work done and, and all that kind of stuff. And so 
I think when I finally came to Tacoma and spent time with Hutch, it like kind of brought this life back into me that I was missing or like reminded me of why I wanted to do this in the first place um, and it inspired me and excited me and all that kind of stuff. And so I think at a fellowship year, that is what I got the most out of that. And so um, after fellowship, I came back to work with my dad been in practice now for four years and it's nice I'm like home and I'm getting to do the stuff that I want to do and love to do and um I, you know I spent some time trying to figure out exactly cultivating exactly what it was that I wanted and I think I you know I think that was confusing at first but I'm getting into a better groove of managing what I love and you know trying to focus on you know, trying to focus on like cultivating that. And, and what would that be? Like, what's your main focus? I really like adult reconstruction. I love deformity. I love revision. Um, I don't shy away from horrible infections, osteo, <laughs> other people's terrible outcomes. I kind of love that stuff. I do. Um, but I also don't want my entire life or my entire patient population to be made out of that. And I think when I first got here, that was like really what was happening was like every patient I had was a train wreck and I didn't have anything clean and I didn't have anything easy and it was really stressful and I felt really overwhelmed. Um, and so now I, you know, mix it in. I don't do two, you know, two, two super complex things at, at one time. Like I do one and then I'll do the, another one at the end of the week and I'll mix in easy stuff with it. Cause it's just, um, brain needs a break yeah I just think that I was doing I think I was being too I think it was too much so I think that that was really what I needed to focus on was finding some kind of uh, middle ground for it well as one year out from I'm currently one year it's nice to hear that at around four years you're starting to feel like you're getting that groove and being able to create your own uh, path yeah, yeah. and seeing patients and um, making your practice into what it wants, what you want it to be. So that's, uh, that helps. So that's nice to hear. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I talk to, uh, Lisa or Dr. Grant, my voice always changes. So sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a special way of communicating. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Milano, welcome back. Um, I know you were on one of the first episodes of she's a DPM. Um, but for those that maybe haven't listened to that episode, one, they should, and then two, <laughs> go into a little bit about yourself as well. Sure. Um, first, go back and listen to that episode and all the episodes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm born and raised in Iowa. I'm a farm kid at heart. I went to um, Luther College and I was a pretty standard bio pre-med kind of major. Just wasn't sure what kind of medicine I wanted to go into. And through kind of a lot of job shadowing, I landed on podiatry. And um, after my time at Luther, I went to Des Moines University where all three of us went. Um, and at DMU, <clears throat> spent a lot of time in global health, um, which I love to talk about and do. Um, I got my master's in public health at the same time as well, which was fun. And then you know, like uh, Dr. Grant was talking about, 
you do the externship thing, you kind of float around. That's where I first met Lisa actually was on externships. I was a student, she was a resident. And then um, I ended up at my residency out at uh, Franciscan Foot and Ankle in Federal Way, Washington, where Steph and I were co-residents. After residency, I did my fellowship in Baltimore at the Rubin Institute for Advanced Orthopedics International Center for Limb Lengthening, still a mouthful. Um, and I spent a year there uh, really, really diving into a lot of what we're going to talk about today, which we got a great taste for in residency, thankfully, as well. Um, and as Lisa was mentioning, uh, Dr. Byron Hutchinson, who we affectionately call Hutch, was a huge inspiration into that as well. And um, yeah, I spent a year in Baltimore with Dr. Siddiqui and Dr. Bibbo at the Rubin Institute and had a great time. And now I am back in Iowa where I love to be. I am practicing at East Village Foot and Ankle Surgeons, which is a private practice based out of Des Moines. And I get to be home and it's wonderful. It's great to be back. It's great to see a variety of, a little bit of everything and um, getting to do some of the stuff that I love as well. Awesome. Well, and that brings us to why we're here today. Why Dr. Grant, Dr. Milanic are joining me as well is because this is the first episode of She's a DPM that's very special because it's being sponsored by OrthoFix and about a special event that they are hosting as well. So I know Dr. Grant already has spoke that she has a passion for lower extremity reconstruction, deformity correction. And I know Dr. Milanic does as well. Dr. Grant, like when was the first time that you learned about external fixation and like, why is it one of your passions? So I think my introduction to X-Fix is actually a little different than some other people's. X-Fix was something that I was probably first introduced to in the late 90s. You know, it was this annoying thing that used to take my dad away from our house. <laughs> and it used to like really piss me off. Like X-Fix again? Why? What is this thing? Why? You can't go to the movies? Why? You know? <laughs> Um, and so later when I started working in the office, X-Fix then became this really fun thing that would take me out from having to room patients because I would get to do the pin care, you know, or wrap the frame or whatever, or help with the adjustment or something. And so I think that when I was in college, it was like, wow, I could do this. This would be really fun. Like, and then you see a couple put on and it's just like, so exciting and the con like just beyond. But now that I'm in practice, it's like way more than that. It's, it is like one of the most addictive things that you'll ever do. Um, you know, as soon as you're done with one, then you're eagerly anticipating the next, right. You know, it's, it's like that kind of addiction, but, um, it just, I think it's so imperative because it, no matter where I am or what I'm doing, I know that I always have that backup, that, that level of training or that backup to get me out of any pickle that I'm in really, you know, it's infected, take all the hardware out, X fix is there for me. It's horribly deformed. Um, I'd have to do a ton of shortening in order to get the deformity out of it. X fix is there for me. And so I think that as, as much as we all have different levels of training and certainly stuff you can, or Dr. Oxman, you can speak to this. <laughs> you can call me sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you, you, you have specialty training that kind of makes you feel confident to get you out of certain pickles. And I think X fix, at least for what I'm doing 
is that it's always my backup. It's always my, my step three, you know, like my backup plan C. Um, and so, or it's my plan A, you know, from the get-go and that's good too, but it really makes, it gives me a certain level of confidence in the OR. That yeah. That you I can tackle it. whatever comes through your door. Need. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And so, um, beyond the, what appears to be the difficulty of it, I think sometimes it's overthought or over considered a little bit. It's not as hard as it, it really appears to be it's quite mechanical. Like it, you know, it's kind of easy. And so all my um, patients tell you that you're a mechanic. Yeah, exactly. Me all the time. Gives you some kind of weird connection with, <laughs> with old, old farmers too. I'm sure Kels does. <laughs> Yeah, they feel really a one with you, I'm sure. So um, I guess that's what it means to me or what, you know, why it's so important to me is that it just gives me confidence that no matter what is going to happen, you know, or what what's happening, uh, I can kind of tackle the problem. Yeah, that's so true as well. Like you always, whether it's plan A or plan C, it's right. always there and it's, um, with our background and training. And I know all of us have gone to, I mean, that's where I learned external fixation, um, uh, techniques, um, and pretty much everything along with the residency training, but orthofix was like right there and started with the fundamentals of the biomechanics. And like, if you have that down, then you can really move along and do the more advanced, um, uh, principles and techniques and frames as well. Dr. Milanig, when was the first time you learned about external fixation? And- I was trying to think about this today. <laughs> sent this. Like, when was the first time I learned about what that was? Yeah. And I think the first time I ever saw a picture of an external fixator was when Casey Ebert came to DMU and presented about our residency program when I was a student. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. That was probably mine too. She was too. putting up pictures and I was like, what is this contraption? This intrigues <laughs> me. I'm very interested. I don't know why, but I am. <laughs> yeah. And then it just kind of spurred from there. I mean, it's kind of funny. I went back and looked at like, I had these notes from residency interviews, you know, and it was like, what are your goals for five years that you had to practice for those interviews? And Mm -hmm. one of mine was like, I'm going to do deformity correction and I'm going to do a deformity correction fellowship. And I want to specialize in expects. And I mean, at that time I had micro of the knowledge that I have now, and it was still just something that like really excited me. So I think that that means that I definitely landed into the right area of expertise because I really love that piece of it. And I'm just going to echo what Lisa said, 100%. I love XFIX because I feel like I can literally tackle anything. Um, even in, even though I'm very new to practice, I have a ton of patients that are filtering in and finding me because of that. And I really like being able to offer that to different parts of Iowa that, or people might not otherwise have access to that. Um, So I'm based out of Des Moines, but I go to other clinics as well. And I really feel like I can offer patients that opportunity. And I also find it extremely fun and invigorating and also addicting. Um, As Lisa mentioned, my assistants actually the other day were like, so what, how many patients are we going to keep in a frame at a time doc? Cause uh, (laughs) we need to, we need to decide that. Um, Do they not share the same passion? (laughs) We're learning to love it. (laughs) Yeah. No, 
They're great. Um, they do a really, really great job. But obviously, uh, some of those patients can be a lot to take on. And um, XFIX in general is a lot to take on. My patients are always like, I have so many people stop and ask me what this is, physical therapists, nurses, you know, so. Yeah, um, which is so interesting, because it's been around for what, since? What, yeah, what, I mean, it's yeah. been around a very, very long time. And that's what I always tell them. Um, when they're like, is this a new thing? And I'm like, no, this is actually really old school um, <laughs> with new techniques, you know? Yeah, I think what what you'll see too is that, you know, you'll cultivate that culture within your, within your area. And then it just becomes this thing that everybody kind of speaks the language of to your, sure. to your ED providers, to your internal medicine to providers. It's like a... And I only know that because I walked into a, a culture that was already cultivated, if that makes sense. Like I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to explain it to anybody. I didn't have to. And so, um, but I have at Orthofix conferences, talked to people that are, are having to do that independently. And it does sound in some ways a little difficult, but I difficult. will tell you that with time, you know, and with appropriate conversations and stuff like that, it, the culture changes and people begin to have that, that conversation with you about it. Um, and so I think it's cool that you're going through that. I, it's not something that I experienced, but I think it's cool. It's a lot of fun. I mean, of course there's, there's bumps and, you know, there's hills and valleys with anything, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And I feel like it's great to be able to offer patients that, that option that they wouldn't otherwise have. And to Steph's point earlier too, I mean, I had an interest in it from that point, but that interest was really fostered by our residency program um, and, and the people there focusing on it, particularly Hutch. And then Orthofix, I mean, we went to so many Orthofix courses over the course of our residency. And I've had the opportunity to gain mentors to gain friends, to learn about all of these principles and then advance onto those techniques throughout my training. And it has been just so much fun. And I just love the community that's part of that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more that truly like without those courses that Orthobooks like put on, likely wouldn't have the knowledge that I do now on these principles. We have some very exciting news. So drum roll, ladies. But um, <laughs> just announcing that on September 11th and 12th, Orthofix is hosting the first women in foot and ankle reconstructive orthopedics course, uh, specifically on the foot and ankle external fixation. Woo! So excited. I'm just pumping right now because you can't see it. Yes. I decided that I get to be a part of it as well, along with Dr. Grant Milanig. Um, and we have several other faculty. And if you could guess, they're all female. So we have Dr. Grant, Dr. Milanig, Dr. Warner, Dr. Yurkanen, and Dr. Ornrick. So it's a mix between, this isn't just a podiatry course. This is all women in foot and ankle lower extremity reconstruction who have or interested in learning more on external fixation techniques. Um, so we have UVM and MD faculty. It's going to be awesome. Yes. And um, we're going to go a little bit into the agenda, but I also want to talk about like, I know at my first external fixation course, um, 
And this also deals with like the first episode of she's a DPM that I put out with that during training, you're always looking for these mentors or other colleagues, especially females who are doing these types of procedures. And well, we're going to, this is it. Like, (laughs) this is where you're getting it. (laughs) Yes. Like, um, this is a very specific and curated agenda for, for us, for women in, uh, in reconstruction. Can I give um, a flashback stuff? Like, yeah, let's do flashback I, circa 2017. I think it's going to be a similar flashback that I was thinking of. Yeah. Please share. You and I are sitting in the front row of a course and you know, we had studied before this course because that's what we were like as residents. Honestly, <laughs> before we went to the course. For any young, if for anybody that's going to these courses, like you should study before a course. You're gonna get so well, much. I, we're nerds. Sorry <laughs> about it, but you get you already have the, like at least the jargon down, and you should learn as much as possible. So, anyways, go ahead. So we're sitting in the front row of this course, and we take a break, and we just look at each other, and we're just like there are never any female faculty. Like we never, not that we didn't love our mentors, but like we never got to see any women up there and seeing what they were doing. And we were like, someday we're going to change this narrative. We're going to be up there. And so I'm so pumped for this course and for the people that are going to be there for it, for that reason, because as we mentioned, Lisa was our fellow when we were just little baby first year residents and we didn't know up from down and she was such a great mentor for us so it's so much fun to watch this come full circle and to be able to have this women's course first of all you guys never didn't know what (laughs) up and down (laughs) that was not accurate but okay (laughs) thanks for thanks for saying that (laughs) it's true feel that way always But what's I, I agree. I'm, I'm pumped for this. I can't wait for September. It's a full female faculty. You're right. Of DPMs, MDs. Um, but it's the, another great thing about this. It's not just one course and done. Orthovix is going to be, be putting on a series. So if you're not available September 11th and 12th, guess what? There's going to be other opportunities because this is going to be a growing phenomenon let's see let's call it a phenomenon I love that (laughs) yes so I know we've kind of dived into each of our or each of your um passions and like why you're passionate about external fixation um and a little bit about the benefits of learning the uh, more traditional Elizarov techniques which I know we'll be discussing in the course but like what does it mean to you guys and your practice to um be a woman in lower limb, foot and ankle reconstruction. And like, what is your goals in helping out with this course? Well, first it, it, it makes me very, very proud to be a woman who's doing this stuff because these are very, very complicated cases. And I think traditionally, unfortunately, at least the persona has been that there aren't a lot of women doing that. And I don't necessarily feel like that's always true. I just think that's been kind of what it has looked like externally. Um, And so I love that we have the opportunity to have this course to highlight what women are doing in our field and the extreme complexity that comes with it. And of course, we all know that is women in surgery. It's, it's nothing to shy away from, but there are 
extra challenges to overcome with that. And so I think it's great that we have this opportunity to be able to actually focus in on that and talk openly about it and be able to tell companies, you know, tell Orthofix, hey, this is how you can help us. This is what we want from you. I want, and and as, as young people coming through the profession, you can look to mentors who are doing cases like this. How did you get there? What, what you know, what courses did you go to through your training? What fellowships did you do? Um, how are you building this into your practice? And what does that look like? I, I certainly have been experiencing that literally throughout the past years, building this into my practice with a huge knowledge base, but it has been an extremely interesting experience to talk about these very complicated reconstructions with patients. I mean, I know every female surgeon in the world knows their patients who say, okay, but who's going to do my surgery after you've just explained to them that they're going to do their surgery? <laughs> you know, there are challenges that come with that, but how does, what does it mean to be a woman who's doing cases like this and who gets to participate in this course? It proud, makes me feel proud as hell and excited. Dr. Grant, anything to add to that? I think what I'm would be, I think I agree everything that Kelsey said, but the thing that I, I had as part of my training and maybe the difference that you guys had was that I came from like a pretty male dominated program prior and you guys had the awesome benefit of having a ton of female co-residents, not a ton. I mean, you, but you had female majority. And one of the things that I really loved about coming to Franciscan was that I had this network of other women that were excited like I was about the same stuff that I was excited about and then could kind of parlay into the same conversations that, that, um, you know, that I was thinking, but really could never share with anyone. And so this is like such a nice place to kind of form colleagues and a way to form like female colleagues within, you know, this really niche subset of things, you know, and not that I am at all uh, against having male colleagues at all, just, uh, you know, quite the contrary. I, I love, um, you know, all people, but it's um, different to be able to go and have like this collection of women that all in these, in these like workshops, people are coming there generally because they want to learn this skill because they want to put it back into their group of patients. Right. And so they all have this group experience that you're like able to sit across a table and like say, yeah, I have that same experience as you. And um, you're able to really kind of network in that way. And so I think I'm excited because I um, get to, take part in like meeting these different women from all around and, and sharing these common experiences and this common love of reconstruction. And so not just cause I get to see you guys, but I get to meet other <laughs> women that are doing the same stuff that are just as pumped as I am. And I'm really, I'm jazzed about that. And Orthopix is doing that. You know, I think that's cool as heck. Yes. I just got, so <laughs> I just got, Me so too. I'm super like, I have come. <laughs> no, Along with this, um, this course, while there will be like lectures and we'll get into that as well, it is a cadaveric workshop as well. So dissections, different frame applications, but what I think I'm very excited for that. Cause I love lab. I love lab time, 
but I'm really looking excited to the networking lunch and working dinner because that's where all of the group of women will be together. Um, we had a talk, but also orthofix like wants to hear from us as well. Like what future these future, uh, courses will also look like. I mean, so you have like an active role in developing this for, uh, for future generations as well, like, and getting this momentum going. So I'm, I'm pumped. (laughs) I wanted to comment on something that Lisa said too, about like being able to network and talk with people who also have a passion for this kind of thing. If you are totally new to reconstruction, reconstruction, and you just want to like pick the brains of some people that have done it, have learned it, have learned from a variety of people. Like this is also the place to do that. So if you are walking in and you just don't really know yet, like that's okay too. We so, will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it I is. I still so learn something. Too. Me too. Oh yeah. I still learn like anytime that I go to one of the, uh, or a part of a course, like even if it's something with biomechanics, like I, and, and, and quote unquote, like introduction, I always pick up something that I take home. Um, that and I, I get super lit up too. Like I get real fired <laughs> up. Like when I get home, I'm doing that and I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's actually funny. When we, fired up. <laughs> we all spoke yes. at a conference in, in Seattle in March and it was the kind of the same feeling that I had Lisa when I came back. It's like, I want to try this. Oh, and Lisa talked about this. It was just so much fun to, to get to do that and to get to cheer everybody on for it too. So. Absolutely. So I know, um, uh, Sunday we're going to be having like networking lunch and just diving into those fundamentals of external fixation, the biomechanics safe zones. We'll be going over static and dynamic external fixation. I'm excited because I get to talk about one of my favorite things, like the f- flaps and dissections <laughs> and frame <laughs> applications. <laughs> yeah. So just a little bit, like that's what uh, I'm very passionate about. I, like if anybody that is, um, ever wants to learn any basic flaps, like this is the time too. like, we're hitting a, a lot of different topics. So it's going to be very thorough, um, as well, but I know you guys get to talk about, uh, hexapod. It looks like distal tibial valgus, Aquinas deformities, like Charcot, like everything. So this is a great first course of many wonderful courses to come. Well, and I think that this course is, is not just great because it's for women to get involved in it, but it's also great because it highlights all the stuff you can do with XFIX. I mean, like Steph was just talking about, and Lisa mentioned earlier that XFIX is great because it's it's literally can get you through anything that would walk through your door. So it can be deformity. It can be Charcot. It can be flaps. It can be literally anything. You can be That's limb lengthening. Yeah. Limb lengthening. It's awesome. I mean, there is limitless opportunities with XFIX, which is clearly why all of us are literally sound like kindergartners right now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. This is like genuine, like excitement. It is also just like being able to talk to you guys. Um, and well, another thing, another memory is that uh, during our first course at Orthofix, Kelsey, Dr. Your Cannon was one of the instructors. So now she'll be an instructor with us. And I've 
literally I met her at one of these first courses I was at. And like five years later, I ran into her down the line and like still had, she still like, remember, like there's just a community around this. So I remember she was, she was part of one of my first, um, orthofix ones, uh, you know, conferences as well. And, um, I kind of like was talking to my dad about like the people on the panel and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, that's who you want to get to know. <laughs> I was like, okay, check. <laughs> and if she's listening right now, I still, you have an open invite to being a guest on the show. And, <laughs> and I will be moving into some of those final thoughts and questions that we always end the show with. I know Dr. Melanic has been asked these, but you know, almost we're close to a year since last asked. So things change. So what is something currently outside of the medical industry, our medical field that you are learning? Um, well, last time I was on the show, I think I got really fired up about talking about nutrition <laughs> and I am still actively, this is kind of an avenue of that. I'm learning a lot about, um, entrepreneurship right now because uh we I'm looking at starting a business with my sister for fitness and nutrition for women um and so that has been a huge passion of mine over I mean really a lifetime but really more in the past probably year and a half to two years and so I am trying to teach myself all about that and so um you probably see a lot of things about like imposter syndrome on I know Steph had one posted today and um on Instagram oh, what is it, that? It, just imposter syndrome means like if you don't know how to do something yet you just don't do it because you're you feel like you don't belong is that a good explanation or, or you feel like even though you're doing something that you're not qualified to do it um yeah something I struggle with daily if I'm being That's honest <laughs> So, um, yeah, definitely something I'm diving into without really knowing a lot about it, but I'm trying to learn as I go. So it's been a lot of fun, um, more to that, hopefully to come, but it'll be a, it'll be a while in the making. Uh, that's entrepreneurship. entrepreneurship. Yeah. I like that. So what's something you wish you could tell your younger self about, uh, about pursuing a career? Let's even, let's uh, get more specific, like, um, in lower extremity reconstruction specifically my tip would be particularly as I've this has changed because I've learned as I've gotten out into practice is um don't like really as Lisa mentioned earlier like she's just excited to network with people at this event and get to talk with other women who are excited about these kind of cases and I would say that my tip um to my younger self, however younger that may have been, would be to ask questions and rely on your mentors to help you through things. And like, even if you're very well trained and very confident in what you're doing, it's still okay for you to reach out to your friends and your colleagues and your mentors and to like gain reassurance and ask questions um, as you're jumping into the practice of medicine, because it is very complicated and no two patients are the same. And there is a lot to consider and a lot to think about. And so it's amazing to have a community of people around you that you can talk to about that kind of a thing. Um, and I am grateful to have both of you in that community for me and all of the people, you know, that are part of Orthofix, honestly, that are part of that as well. So, um, I'm, I would say that 
that's a huge piece of it is like grow your network and grow your people that you can reach out to and talk to about that stuff, about cases and really about anything in medicine. So that's what this event's going to be for. Excellent tip. What is something outside of podiatry or that you are currently learning? So I told you that I was a little bit overwhelmed when I first started because I was having train wreck after train wreck of cases. And so rather than going external to myself, I decided that I needed to look a little bit inward. And so I actually started yoga and the practice of yoga has really kind of changed my, the way that I kind of see my time and, um, you know, the, the way that I kind of handle, uh, difficult scenarios. And so, uh, I really kind of cultivated a yoga practice, which has been really helpful for, you know, working through problems. And then I started doing watercolor and I'm teaching myself. You know this? I'm okay. You're at in September, please bring some watercolor paintings to show me. Cause I'm very excited to see this. It was primarily and- of Abby at first. That was my first. <laughs> Abby's her dog. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. My dog. It was a lot of these really terrible paintings of Abby. <laughs> and I don't think that they have to be for anybody. I think it's really no. for me. Like I would never display these, but it is, you know, kind of, um, it gives me a time to pull in and kind of assess my internal state and it's kind of meditative but also active because I don't know about you but it is really hard to meditate (laughs) it is so hard to meditate you you said one of my favorite I I've I've said this to other people like I I, over during the during quarantine I picked up a different kind of art form called needle punching which which is is weird but it's a form of it's like yarn art but I call it yarn art, but someone's like, what is this? Like, what are, why are you doing this? And it's like, not every hobby has to be, it can just be for myself. It doesn't have to be anything. I don't have to make it into a a business. Like it can just be for the sole pleasure of doing it. So my paintings are not anyone else. Actually, it's funny that you said that because I was thinking like, what is Lisa when you're like meditating so hard and I've talked to other people about this and like read the books on it. It's like, well, what's the goal of meditation to be content, to be content for what? Just to freaking be content. (laughs) Like that's it. (laughs) I also want to dial this back and just highlight the fact that you read books on meditating. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. Last question on the podcast. What is a tip that you wish you could tell your younger self about pursuing a career in podiatric medicine and surgery? Go for it. You're going to love it. Oh, that's a great <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. I kind of fell into yeah. it. So. <laughs> wow. You could have been in a windowless lab somewhere. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being such wonderful guests and soon co-faculty with OrthoFix in September. Um, To all the listeners, like if you are interested in attending this course and the show notes will be a link of where you can 
uh, sign up for this course. If you're unable to make uh, this first course, just remember that we're going to make this into a series as well. So a lot of exciting things to come. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me or Dr. Grant or Dr. Milanig. Guys, where's a good place that anybody could reach out if they have any questions? Email. All right. And Dr. Grant's email will be in the show notes as well. And I know Dr. Milanic has an Instagram at Iowa Foot Deck, if you're not following her. But is there um, another place you'd like them to reach out? Email is also great. Perfect. Both their emails will be in the show notes as well. Um, thank you guys again. And thank you, OrthoFix, for not just sponsoring this podcast, but always pushing for the best educational courses, always pushing to help physicians and grow their education and knowledge. So truly thank you. And i um, looking forward to future podcasts with you guys. So uh, everybody next... on the September 11th and 12th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Email me at droxman at gmail.com. The address is in the show notes below. And let me know if there's a topic or if you know a kick-ass lady who should be interviewed. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to hearing your comments and suggestions on the podcast. And remember, stay uncomfortable. That's where we grow.